listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Back at it again. This time, not as excited as last time. Hornets are fresh off a loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. First home game of the season. Hornets drop it at the hive. But I honestly, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the game. Uh, There's something else that really stood out to me that I want to jump into and, and really focus on this episode. Uh, the Hornets did a good job of sticking uh, with the Pelicans throughout the game. If the Pelicans went on a run, there were a few times that New Orleans got it up to, I think it was 15, maybe 16. And each time the Hornets chipped away and they and they cut the lead. And late in the game, once again, Hornets got it down to six, eight, I believe. And they were right there on the cusp of, you know, making things interesting down the stretch. Never quite got there. The lead ballooned back out uh, for the Pelicans. Hornets fall, one and one on the season. But really what I want to focus on is Steve Clifford's comments after the game. Because... I'll say this. I'll stand on it. Find me find me seven, eight teams that are better than the Pelicans at full strength. Seriously. And so coming into this without LaMelo Ball, without Cody Martin, and then a hobbled Terry Rozier down the stretch just to add to the pieces that we were already missing. Find me seven, eight teams that are better than the Pelicans when they're healthy. I'm going to caveat it now, when they are healthy. And that's what they were when they arrived in the Queen City to take on the Hornets on Friday night. They were healthy. That's a good basketball team. And so that's why I don't want to focus too much on the game. I want to go to what Steve Clifford said. And more so, maybe not even what he said, honestly, but more so of his tone, more of the command that he had when he spoke in the postgame presser. So he was asked, Steve Clifford was asked, you know, he made the statement, you know, bad basketball. And he was asked, you know, it, exactly was it, what was it? Was it the live live ball turnovers that did it? And he, you know, interjected quite quickly. And he immediately jumped on, no, the fouling. And then he went on and he said, there's nothing more important. I'm paraphrasing here. But he said, there's nothing more important in the NBA than getting to the foul line. And then he read off some just great stats. For anybody who follows the NBA, 
likes basketball, loves basketball, whatever the may, whatever the case may be. And he spits off 1.52 points per possession when the team goes to the foul line. That's massive. That's massive. This was over the NBA all of last season. This was the league average. 1.52 points per possession when the team goes to the free throw line. And then he goes back and he says layups. I think he said there were 1.26. So layups are a little bit less. Makes sense. You know, got some tall dudes in the league. Got some Rudy Gobert's in the league. You know, got some Jared Allen's in the league. You know, those guys exist. Some Clint Capella's that we're going to be seeing on Sunday night. And then the corner three finishes up. I believe it was 1.14 that he stated. But it's not even just really the stats and just, you know, knowing his stuff. I mean, I guess that was part of it. But it was more his tone and more so the command that he had. And he stated, he said, I went right in there and I told the guys, that was bad basketball, guys. And so it leads me to this. Earlier, I wanted to get to this. I I wanted to start this podcast a little bit earlier, back in the summer. There's so much stuff going on surrounding the Hornets. But then there was also a lot in my personal life, you know, uh, going on back in the summer as well, which delayed the podcast starting, things of that nature. But James Borrego. Now, I, I don't want to hate on James Borrego too heavily. I don't want to be this person who says that James Borrego doesn't know basketball. James Borrego knows basketball. He did not get to where he is by not knowing basketball. James Borrego knows basketball. So I'm not going to be one of these people who's on Twitter or on any other social media you know, stating that James Borrego doesn't know basketball. He doesn't know what he's doing. But what I do buy into is that James Borrego did not have the respect of the locker room that was necessary in order for this Hornets team to take the next jump to get into that next stratosphere, which is the playoffs. I mean, that's the one. I mean, you ask anybody who follows this team, who follows the Charlotte Hornets, playoffs are our first goal. That's all we want. Like, there's not many things like – Eventually, I want to raise the Larry O'Brien trophy. I want to win the finals. Like, that's the end goal. Like, honestly, I don't want to be a team like the Nuggets or the Jazz who have had a lot of regular season success and then fizzled out in the playoffs because they just didn't have it. I want the ultimate goal to be finals and then raising Larry O'B. That's what I want as a, as a as a fan, as a follower of the team, as someone who creates content for the team. That's, or not for the team, but on behalf or about the team. That's better, okay? That's my end goal. That's what I want for this team. But, I mean, before we get to that, we got to make the playoffs. So, like, if you ask anybody who follows this team, like, goal number one is playoffs. We got to get there. And James Borrego didn't do that. He didn't do that. And 
one of the main reasons why I believe he failed to do so was he lost the locker room. Now, there's been a lot of reports come out, you know, suggesting this, that that was the reason as to why Mitch Kupchak ultimately laid down the hammer, right? And so that's what we have to lean on, but then we also have our own eyes that we can see when things just don't seem to be a message isn't coming across and guys aren't buying into, you know, a vision, a mission, a goal, a strategy, different things of that nature. And so I am fully on the side that James Borrego had to go. I know there's a lot of people who, you know, increased every year, 10 wins to 10 wins, all those things. But ultimately, in the biggest games, he just didn't get it done. And the guys fell flat, and they got blown out way too often. And so and that was one of my bigger concerns with James Borrego was just how often my brother-in-law messaged me last year. He said, man, for to be a good team, you guys get blown out more than any good team I've known. And I couldn't agree with him more. Like there was something missing to where we'd come out and we'd have a good win against a solid opponent, or we'd beat a team that we were supposed to. And then we would just lay a dud and we'd, fall 20 25 points just getting blown out the entire game there's never any fight there was never really you know pulling things back together now there was a couple games I remember the Pacers game to start the season off did a great job getting back into that one but too often throughout the season it was too much left to be desired and so I stand fully on that side James Borrego had to go Locker room, the guys weren't buying into his vision. Just wasn't there. Now, after this offseason, I I started second-guessing myself, and I'm like, man, he was dealing with a lot. Like, guy did a good job. I even tweeted out on the Hornets' lead account the other day, you know, I apologize, James Borrego. And basically, that was just, a uh, man, there was some stuff going on in the locker room. You did a good job holding it together. But still, from a basketball standpoint, it was lacking. And what it was lacking was accountability. We heard Steve Clifford say, I told the guys, that was bad basketball. Fouling? He said, we were gambling down the stretch. It was six, eight-point game. And the Hornets fouled twice, just gambling, just reaching for the ball just undisciplined basketball. He said, I told the guys it was bad basketball. We didn't hear things like that from James Borrego. It was always, we're going to look at the tape. We're going to go back. We're going to learn. Saw some growth. We'll get better. We'll address it. Going to look at the tape. Going to sit down, look at it. There's growth. It was always the same message. And there was never this fiery you know, accountability that he had in the presser. Now, look, may, 
I'll give James Borrego this because I don't want to just say that he wasn't like this behind doors. Maybe he just wasn't as good of a communicator as what Clifford has, you know, been in the past and what he's showing to be again. So I will get, I'll, I'll give JB that right now. Cause we, we don't know exactly what was happening behind the scenes, but in the post game pressers in the pregame pressers, you know, there was just a lack of accountability for players who messed up or, you know, constant mistakes. I mean, every, guys are going to make mistakes throughout you know, the course of a 48-minute basketball game. But just the lack of addressing issues. It was just always, you know, it, it almost always felt like, almost always, that doesn't make sense. It felt like James Borrego always was almost petitioning Mitch Kupchak to bring in another piece for him. Like he needed that, especially at the center position. James Borrego said some sideways comments a few times. And really when he got the most fiery, it seemed as when he was through the press or just, I mean, this is what I got on the roster. This is what I'm working with. I'm doing my best. And until we get other guys in here, like this is what I got to work with. And it's my job to do that. And he's right in saying so. But a lot of times the way that I felt his attention was placed on the roster more so than working with what he had. He said the right thing at like he came around to it at the end, but that was always kind of his meaning behind it. And now I remember when he got here, he had some press conferences. I was like, man, this guy's good. He's a pop guy. And he did have that fiery accountability. I know I keep saying fiery accountability. Holding professional basketball players accountable for how they play. And he had that when he got to Charlotte. But then over the course of these past two seasons that both ended in a play-in loss by 30 or more, it was – actually, I think it was 27-29. But he lost some of that along the way. I don't know when it happened, but he did. And then it just felt like that none of the guys came out in support after the firing, which just makes you think some things, and maybe that's reading too far into it. But n none of the guys came in, you know – didn't say anything publicly, didn't didn't address anything really. And then, like we said, there were, there were some reports, you know, that that locker room had just kind of fallen apart. And, 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 and the on-court product, you know, it, it backed that up. But Clifford had that fiery accountability the other night, and it was refreshing to hear. It was refreshing to hear. 
the head basketball coach of the Charlotte Hornets to say, I just told the guys that's bad basketball. That's undisciplined basketball. He said, I got a lot of smart guys in here, but that's just bad, undisciplined basketball, not knowing what it takes to win in this league. And he said, that's what we got to do. I don't care if it's the second game of the season or not. Call it what it is. It was bad basketball. And it was refreshing to hear a leader of men hold said men accountable. James Borrego, he knows ball. Seemed like a phenomenal guy. Caught way too many strays about who was in the rotation and who wasn't and things of that nature. Just way... He caught way too much of that. But the thing that eventually led to his downfall, the guys weren't buying into his vision, his message, and his defensive principles. When I really started getting worried about James Borrego, I believe it was around the All-Star break. I believe that's when it was. Because the Hornets, they had a couple days extra, you know, because they were off. And he made the statement that they just focused on defense for those couple practices that they had back-to-back-to-back. And he said what they did is they simplified. They simplified things defensively. And when I heard that, I was worried. I was worried that what the direction of the season was going to end up being, if the Hornets were going to be able to get in that six, that top six, which they never did, obviously, and then fizzled out in a beatdown in Atlanta where I was sitting on the fourth row watching all of it live and just disgusted. And it was... That's that's when I became worried about James Borrego and his tenure with the Charlotte Hornets. Legit, legit. I had questions before, but that's when when I simplified things defensively. That was the that was his biggest downfall. That the two things that. And not holding that locker room accountable for their play on the court. Off the court, that's not his job. His job is to lead the team on the court. So there's been a lot of jokes this summer with all the things that have come out of the Charlotte Hornets roster, locker room, the building. But the on-court product, that's what I'm focusing on here. It was refreshing to hear Cliff say what he said. Because it sounded like a leader of men. It sounded like someone who was commanding and controlling a locker room. James Borrego did some great things while he was in Charlotte. But he was never going to be that guy that was going to take them to the next level. Not this team. 
not this team. He did he didn't have that attribute. And it's early. It's only the second game of the season. But I like my coach in a game where you're playing one of the better teams in the league, still expecting more from your guys. Down their all-star, down arguably their best perimeter defender, best defender guard-wise, I think we can say that positively. Holding their holding his guys accountable in that context. Loved it. Loved it. And as bummed as I was to see Steve Clifford land the Charlotte Hornets job after being fired and then hiring James Borrego and then firing him to hire back the guy that they fired in order to hire James Borrego. He's got me excited all over again. Two playoff trips while he was here in Charlotte. Talking like that. Sounding like a leader. Sounding like he can command and hold these guys accountable. I love that. Down is all-star. Hornets Nation. Let's fly. Right? Let's do this thing. So, going to chalk this one up. Tough game. Pelicans are good. They're good. They're really good. Got Atlanta on Sunday. Looks like Terry's probably going to miss that. Ugh. That's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. But we will see you again on the next episode of Hive Hoops. Adios. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops.